What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Between the pair of us here on the show, we've got a decade of NFL experience, a really good head of hair, and some cool glasses, if I might say so myself. But you guys should know all of that by now. If you want to get involved with the program, if you've got any questions, any comments, concerns, reactions, anything else that you might need to know, you can get involved with the show on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. The Body. Arthur Motes, how goes it? Well, I mean, it's a cool day. Is that, is that a loaded question? <laughs> I, yeah, just, I, just, I just gave you a loaded question there um, to start, huh? <laughs> well, depending on... The mood, well, for me, put it like this, my mood is always good because I'm always optimistic. I'm always in the land of the living man, and there's always context to whatever we watch as it pertains to Steelers football and primetime football as well, man. So part of me, I'm living the dream, enjoying, you know, certain things that I saw last night. Then the other element of me is, ah, God, dog. (laughs) How did that happen? Felt like you let that one get away. Yep. But even in that thought process, I still kind of feel my optimism, man. So, you know, I don't know. But I still feel good either way, man. And I got me a Halloween shirt on because, you know, it's October. I love wearing scary stuff. I got my OG The Exorcist T-shirt on. So, yeah, man, it's it's a good day, man. I'm not even going to act like I'm tripping. You're looking a lot fresher than I am. I tell you what. No, 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 but you got that dope, colorful hoodie on in here, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I like the message that it sends. It's very subtle. I, uh... (laughs) I'm spending way more time on radio today than I got sleep last Mm. night. Just did two hours with Wolf. Now I got 90 minutes with my partner here in crime. Talk about it once, huh? Uh, I pulled into my driveway at 4.58 a.m. Not last night, this morning. 
Baby woke up about 6.30. Mm. You do the math. That's about 90 minutes of sleep for your boy. But it's come, you know how that works in that oh, cycle. Yeah. Oh, it's come yeah. back around now. Oh, like yeah. I was exhausted this morning. Now it's starting to hit again. Now I'm a little, maybe a little goofy, little loopy here. <laughs> so we'll have some fun over uh, the next 90 minutes or two hours or so here. We'll talk to our buddy Chris Carter of the Locked on Steelers podcast in about an hour. But Motsi, you know, you mentioned some optimism there, mm-hmm. some positivity. So, uh, so give me your. Uh, your first reaction here, what's uh, what's on your mind from last night? Now what? I mean, it's only been about 12 hours or so since that game ended. Where are you at? Um, so, if we're specifically talking about some of the positives, I thought pass protection was a lot better this week. Um, Kenny wasn't under duress a lot. I thought that he had a good amount of time to go through some of his decision-making. Um, we actually got a chance to see George Pickens get his first regular season touchdown. Beautiful back shoulder, NFL giving him a boy. chance to go up there and make a play on the ball. It was good to see that. It was good to also see in the second quarter and the two drives in the fourth quarter, not the ending of those drives, but during those drives, how we were moving the ball. In that second quarter, um, when we went and scored the touchdown and then came back and kicked the field goal, being able to move the ball with consistency in those elements, being able to not look like a predictable offense at times in those elements, being able to run the ball. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren at times were averaging over 4.1, yards or 4.1, 4.2 yards per carry at one point in time in the game. Now, they didn't end with that, but at one point in time, they even were running the ball well. So just strictly on the offense perspective, there was a lot of positive there. Pat Frymuth really stepped up and showed what he is capable of. And we saw when he gets the targets that he's deserving of how he can impact the offense. We saw that as well. Um, once again, in terms of hands catches, we saw the wide receiver group be a lot more consistent there. Um, don't remember a ton of drops or questionable, uh, you know, situations, stuff like that. So a lot of optimism in that vein. When we're talking specifically on the defensive side of the ball, number one, you kept a lid on it. You kept Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wilder, the number one and number five receivers in terms of yards per, uh, in terms of yards per catch, yards uh, accumulated, mm-hmm. receiving yards on mm-hmm. the season and stuff like that. You kept both of them under 100 out the end zone. The longest catch that was caught by those two guys, one was a 25-yard, one was a 21-yard. The longest catch of the game was by Trent Sherfield for 32 yards. So you minimize the big play effectively versus them. You also did a good job in terms of not allowing them to really – take over in terms of their running game it was not like that Patriots vibe where we couldn't get off the field no that wasn't the case at all they had some success but some of that was by what we were doing defensively we were Mm going to let you we would much rather you pick up four and five yards on the ground with Chase Edmonds than we get gashed you know for 50 because I'm trying to have an extra defender in the box to stop the run so I didn't have any issues with that defensively when you keep talking about them it was like man they tackled really well they kept a lid on the defense they got their hands on footballs You know, when we're talking about the dropped opportunities, we're not going to ignore the fact that they were still plays on footballs. Hmm. Now, is it more meat on that bone? Absolutely. But the play was still there in that context. Um, And just as a whole, man, I thought that the communication looked good across the board, man. Wasn't a lot of guys looking lost. Wasn't a lot of guys looking like they didn't have an answer. When you talk about that Miami Dolphins offense, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle uh, specifically, and how they've been attacking teams, especially under Tua. We saw that in the first quarter. But the thing that I'm also really optimistic about or why I'm still positive is the fact that they came out as hot as they did in that first quarter, and we saw our defense make adjustments. Oh. 
And then they made even more adjustments in the second half. And we saw how as the game went on and on and on, the Miami Dolphins offense became more basic, less explosive, less productive. Kind of like we talked about, right? Outside of Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, that's a very average offensive attack. It turned into that. Sure did. So a lot of optimism because of the things that we did well in stadium and even the things that we didn't do well, it was still more so self-inflicted versus, hey, man, they have a unicorn over there that we don't have an answer for. We didn't feel like Tyreek Hill was a unicorn and we didn't have an answer for him. We didn't feel like Jalen Waddle was a unicorn and we didn't have an answer. Nah, we left opportunities out to the point where even we thought we blew it the first time in the fourth <laughs> quarter. It's true. With four minutes left in the game. It was like, no, they are that average on offense that they're going to give you another opportunity. Another one. That is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. That's who they are. But the big difference between them right now and who we are right now is – they're just a couple of years ahead of us in this type of learning how to win ugly games state. You look at the Jets. They figured out. It took them a couple of years, though, right? We talked about the Patriots. Took them a little bit of while since they transitioned from Brady to figure out how to win these little nasty, ugly, when the details really start to matter at the end of the game. That's where we are lacking right now. You look at some of the games we've lost outside of Buffalo. It's really come down to a handful of... They've all been one-score games in the fourth quarter. And it's a handful of us doing more self-inflicted stuff. Now, we can make a case that the Patriots executed in terms of being able to run the ball on us. But outside of that, it's kind of like, man, I still look and I point to areas where it's like, yo, we had opportunities. We had multiple opportunities to be better, to get out of these stadiums. But when you're talking about a young team like we have right now, and not young in the sense of age number, young in the sense of playing experience. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. Levi Wallace is our starter. Levi Wallace wasn't starting full-time in Buffalo, but that's a part of the growth. That's a part of a guy getting ex, uh, getting opportunity. We talk about Isaiah Loudermilk. He's getting more snaps, right? Talk about certain players like that. Man, we see Trey Norwood out there getting more reps, more opportunities. But – with that, you're going to have some of those growing pains as well. Mm-hmm. Offensively, we've been seeing some of the growing pains, right? When we talk to Deontay Johnson, he's been playing in his league for a couple of years, but he's still on the younger side of it. And we can see at times how inconsistent he has been, but we can also see where he's picked it back up. So when we talk Kenny Pickett, it's a very similar conversation. Now it's a little bit more heightened because he's the quarterback, sure, but sure. it's a lot of that that is happening right now. So when we're talking about how do you – or why be optimistic, those are the reasons right there in terms of why I feel good about the situation. Ooh. But what about you, man? I was I, I talked a lot right there. I was trying First to— First word with I Professor Moats on a— I, no, I'm, I'm, I, I tried to help you out because you, you didn't have I, a lot of sleep. You know? I like I like doing this on Mondays where you kind of lay the foundation to, to start. A um, lot to unpack there, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think in the bigger picture, before we, before we do start to get to a lot of these, these details and everything— I think there's kind of two schools of thought right now, primarily amongst Steeler Nation. The first is we're two and six, and that's unacceptable, and the standard is the standard, and we compete for playoff spots and, and, and Super Bowls every single year, and this isn't cutting it, and this is below below the bar, right? I think the other part of that is, as as you and I have kind of laid out on this show, even coming into the season, the standard is the standard. And you're glad that the culture is that way here in Pittsburgh. There's also exceptions to the rule every once in a while, right? And particularly when you lose an 18-year Hall of Fame quarterback, and particularly when you lose the reigning NFL Defensive Player of the Year the first game of the season. 
I know a lot of Steeler fans don't want to hear this because it's it's every year we're expected to win. And again, that's one of the things I love most about being a Steelers fan and covering this team. There's also allowed to be exceptions to the rule. There's also allowed to be context and reality. And the reality is, is that you are, this is a new era of Steelers football. But yeah, the head coach is the same. Yeah, Cam Hayward and a lot of the leaders are are still there and Minka and TJ. But when you lose an 18-year Hall of Fame quarterback, you are starting a new era. I don't care what anybody says. You don't maybe necessarily always have to use that R word, right? That rebuilding word that can be looked at as, as like a dirty word. But, but you have to have some, I think, at least realistic expectation. And I know a lot of people don't have that. They think that this team should be, you know. Perfect. They think this team should be 4-4 four and four right now and, and hanging in there for, for a playoff spot, right? Or I guess it wouldn't be 4-4. 3-4 four four. or 4-3. They should be perfect. They should be undefeated or maybe they should have one or two losses. I... In, in the NFL especially, more than any other sport where there's only 17 games, people don't want to talk about patience. And it's it's the old adage, right? Who was it Parcells who said you are what your record says you are? One of those, one of those old <laughs> one of those old timey coaches, right? That was the, the famous thing. And that's true. In the National Football League, you are what your record says you are. You ain't got 162 games like the Philadelphia Phillies to figure it out and then finally start playing good at the end of the season and boom, you're in the World Series. <laughs> you can't do that in the NFL. It, it's too late. But I think with what you said. You're, you're absolutely spot on that if you look at it through that lens, if you look at it through, not that, oh, it's a rebuilding year, so the wins and losses don't matter. But, but if Because you, that's not what we're saying. That's not what we're yeah. saying. But if you look at it realistically from a reset year, from an exception year, from a saying goodbye to your 18-year Hall of Fame quarterback year and turning the reins over to your rookie in the fourth game of the season— I'm I'm not going to go doom and gloom in this scenario. I'm not going to be unrealistic here. I'm not saying I'm happy. I'm not saying I'm sitting here smiling with my 90 minutes of sleep from last night, all right, too. The Steelers, man, particularly after being down 13 to nothing. I mean, we're all in the booth, right? After after Miami kicks that that second field goal and they they go touchdown field goal field goal on their first three possessions and we're all kind of looking at each other like, "Oh man, could this be another Buffalo?" You know, are they about to get 30 something hung on them. The defense, the defense dug in and gave up three points the rest of the game after the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the offense, despite those turnovers and despite those struggles, one first down for the offense in the first half, you still had a chance to win the game late on. And a big part of that was because of a huge fourth and long conversion where Kenny and, and Fryermuth had a high-level throw and a high-level catch. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, it just depends on where you are. If, if, if you are the the standard is the standard, chisel it in stone, we can never have a losing season, this is unacceptable, fire everybody, hey, you're a fan, that's your prerogative. But I think with just, again, a little context and a little dose of reality, I'm not telling you to be satisfied, I'm not telling you to be content, but but there are some areas where you can start to see it coming together. The the picket to picking stuff was real. Picket to fry. I mean, those two guys are your leading receivers from last night. And I believe Deontay had the most targets. So those guys were, were doing more with less. Again, with the defense, in the face of a lot of injuries and setbacks and getting a lot of guys back off the IR, they got three points after the first quarter. And despite losing the turnover battle, by a minus three in this game, you legitimately had a chance to win the darn thing down the stretch there. 
There are no moral victories in football, especially in the NFL, especially in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization when the standard is the standard. But I just think for, for the people that want to fire everybody and crush everybody and, and, and this is an absolute disaster and there's absolutely nothing to be, to be encouraged by, I don't think that's right either. There is, there is a middle ground there of, of not being content but also just being a little realistic. Speak for yourself. Ain't no middle ground. We should be five and two right now. Standards to standard. I don't want to hear none of that. I mean, like you said, it really just falls on what you're trying to hear, what you're trying to accomplish, man. Um, because with any of these players that we're going to talk about, and I mean, obviously the elephant in the room is Kenny Pickett, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, let's go there. Any of these players that we're going to talk about is going to be positives and negatives with all of them. Yep. Um, and when you're talking specifically on deciding if Kenny is a long-term answer or not, just think of the context. He's played in four games, started, what, three? And he's – two of those games he played a half. He has a half of football right. uh, versus that's, was that the, the, the Jets, and he has a half of football Bay. against Tampa. Yeah. So when we're talking about our evaluation of him, when you're talking about his growth and development, it's one of them things where you've heard us talk about this plenty of times – is progression linear in the NFL? It is not. Okay. It's not. You know, they say sports uh, mm-hmm. reflects society. Mm-hmm. Progression isn't always linear in life. It's certainly not in the National Football League. And I think that is a concept that we're learning. Um, like I said, it's not an easy concept to be okay with. But this is what happens, man. When you're talking about players in the NFL, youth in the NFL. And it's not a Pittsburgh Steelers only issue either. This is a global issue, man. Young players are inconsistent. Young players, case in point, like we talked about with Kenny last night, is going to make some plays. That throw that he had to Pat Fry move across the middle, man, beautiful. That was a dime. High level. Led the guy, put it in a place where his receiver could make a play on the ball, protected him from the safety. I mean, that's a high, high level throw. The touchdown pass to George Pickens, man, just giving your guy a chance and saying, hey, my guy is better than yours. Some of the throws he was making to Deontay Johnson. Those are all the positives. You like that a lot. Even his command in terms of the decisiveness when they were going for it on fourth down, he was the one that was getting them to the line of scrimmage. Even on some of the third down stuff where he was trying to go tempo and it necessarily didn't work out in the sense of productivity, the intent, the moxie, the control of the offense was there. That was clear. Those are positives. That's what you build upon. Now, those same positives, though, we obviously got to acknowledge the negatives. Do you make the throw with the first interception? I don't put fault on you know Kenny exclusively because yeah it was a lot that went into the yeah, Claypool yeah, one yeah. was it Claypool trip and was it pass interference who knows it's a lot that went into it but that second interception he got tricked that's a part of youth though when you are young those things happen yes they we, do this is not the first time on tape that he's been tricked either we've talked about that before this is one of those things with young quarterbacks sometimes it's a trick in the sense of hey i'm stuck holding the ball i'm gonna pull it and run we highlight it and praise it because we say hey look at the young guy making a play with his legs but he made the play with his legs because he was tricked coverage wise but depending on which narrative you want to go with you can lose sight of that context and now when you get to this game and you see the interception like bro what happened like how could he do such a thing why didn't he make that read this is a part of, you know, his growth Being and development. Being a rookie in the National Football League. Then then yep. you take it, <clears throat> and it wasn't as if it was some astronomical coverage. It was cover three. That was just a rip list safety. He showed too high look, and then post-snap turned it into a single high, and he dropped down, and Kenny just stared down the, 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 um, the uh, Deontay Johnson. Yeah. If it's cover two, that's the throw you want to make. If it's cover three, that's not the throw you want to make. 
But that's the part of young quarterbacks, right? Then you talk about the final interception, and yeah, we can make a case. Do you run the ball? Do you throw it away, right? Or you try to give your guy a chance. Those are the kind of the three decisions that were on the table. We saw the one that he made in the outcome. But at the same time, I'm not going to fault the decision solely based upon the end result. Because if that end result is an incompletion, that end result is a touchdown pass, we're not hollering about any of right. this type of right. stuff. Right, right. So we can't just become overly critical because the result wasn't what we wanted. We have to acknowledge the decision and how decisive he was. If you decide to make that throw, make the throw. If you decided to run, man, run. But what we don't want is the in-between stuff. Kind of what we talked about when he threw that interception to Pat Frymuth a couple of weeks ago where it was like, man, he's trying to throw it away, but he's trying to give the guy a chance. At this level, you got to pick one. It's one or the other. Yep. And those are some of the growing pains. Those are some of the things that he's learning. Now, the difference is this, too. Most players in the NFL, when we go through our growing pains, as an outside linebacker, you know how many times I got reached early on in my career? Plenty. You know how many times I was in the wrong gap in my career? Plenty. But I was an outside linebacker. So I had an inside linebacker. I had a safety. I had a corner who could make up for it, right? You know how many times that outside corner might have got got, but hey, man, he just had an elite safety to kind of, hey, man, he saved this right there, right? He blew the coverage, but we had a safety that just covered it up for him. Hey, man, the offensive line, they, they missed the protection and we got sacked. Dang, it was a sack. Ooh, that sucks. But, you know, we live to play another down, right? All these other mistakes happen, and they happen a lot. When you think about just the Pittsburgh Steelers, right, yep. this season, last season, but it never feels the same why. Because it's not the quarterback. But you're now taking all those inconsistencies and rookie stuff that you deal with at every other position. Now you put it at the quarterback spot. So even though largely Kenny played well, the handful of bad plays that he did have resulted in turnovers. That's right. just the They're di- magnified. Right. That's yeah. just the difference of context when you're talking about the quarterback being a rookie versus other spots. And why some of us were a little bit more hesitant in terms of just putting out young course because this is what you deal with in a sense. But to finish up this part of it, right, you have to live with this. In the that, sense that, that, that's the bed that you've yeah, made at this point. Right. When you talk to them between Mitch and Kenny, they both have pros and cons. For Mitch, you're not going to have as many turnovers, but he's going to be more conservative mm-hmm. outside of what we saw last game. Maybe, and that was, maybe he doesn't throw that touchdown yeah. pass to Pickens in the end zone and, and let him go and, up and get it. And yeah. literally – Last game, we understand the second half, we can point to and say, hey, man, that was very different, but the context was different. Kenny Pickett wasn't available to come back. When Kenny's available to come back, we know he's not playing like that. He's been very tight from what he's shown us. But like I said, the pros and cons to Mitch were what? He's not going to turn it over, but he's not going to always be as inclined to take chances. With Kenny, he's a lot more aggressive. He's going to take some of those chances. Yep. But the flip side is... He's going to have a lot more turnovers, and we've seen that. You're going to get caught at times, yeah. Yeah, and we've seen that already be reflected just in the short time that he's been out there. But this is something that he has to go through. He has to learn this. And it's not just for him. Matt Canada, he's getting evaluated. He's having to learn, okay, am I putting too much on his plate, or do I need to dial some of this back? For Mike Tomlin, he's understanding that as well. So all of those guys are in this thing connected together, so to speak. But like you said, when you make the decision to go with Kenny a couple weeks ago, you just have to live with some of this yes. nastiness that, that comes with some of the good. That You're absolutely right. That's the reality. And a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's just the truth. This is, this is where you decided to go, you. I mean, this is where Mike Tomlin and, and mm-hmm. the Steelers decided to go at halftime against the Jets. Yeah. Some more upside there. But the potential to to have a rookie that is going to make rookie mistakes. I, I, that's that's perfectly said by you and Mozi. 
last night and this morning, it's it's like there's two camps on Kenny Pickett right now. The first is this guy stinks. He's thrown seven interceptions. He's a bum. Get him out of here, right? The we other one, Bryce. Young. <laughs> the other camp is well, Where's Kenny, CJ Stroud at? The other camp is well, Kenny could do no wrong. The offense stinks. The offensive coordinator stinks. I thought if, it was on the defense. If the de- if the defense just holds on to one of those interceptions from from Tua, we win the game. The reality is somewhere in the middle. No, it's not. Kenny is, has 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 made positive plays. Kenny has done good things. I pointed out the 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 throw, the stones to Fryermuth over the middle with the game on the line there on fourth down. You have to be encouraged by this point blank period. The Steelers had one first down in the first half. I mentioned that a couple minutes ago. You know how many they finished with? Mm, talk to me. Nineteen. Mm-hmm. That means they had eighteen first downs in the second half. That means they were moving the football. No, I thought this offense couldn't do anything, and I thought that Kenny Pickett was terrible and Matt Cannon was the worst offensive coordinator ever and these receivers can't catch and we can't block. I thought that was – how could we have 18 first downs in one half? One first down in the first half, you finish with 19. So, again, this all gets back to what Motsi's saying. This is reality. This is what you're getting with a rookie quarterback. There are very few exceptions to that. Some guys come in like Andrew Luck, and they're an all-pro as a rookie. And even Andrew has struggles. Don't act like he did. He, he certainly did. He certainly did. But, you know, they, they go to the yeah. AFC Championship game his right, rookie right, right. year. Ben Roethlisberger, AFC Championship yeah. game. Is, but those are exceptions no, no, no. to the rule. But once again, you're looking at the team as a whole. That's also a great point. And yes. not the player specifically. They weren't asking Ben to throw the ball 40-plus times. Like Kenny has been, yeah. Exactly. Like he was throwing it that's 18, 19, 20, difference. 22 times. Yeah. Right. That's a big-time difference. They were asking Ben to make a couple plays here and there, but at the same time, we're going to ride the wave of this running game and this defense. Right now, the wave is, Kenny, you're creating it. That's a way different ask. And people kind of forget that too, man. Absolutely. But it's very difficult what they're asking him to do. I, I, and I say that in the sense of would it have been different if they were asking that Ben that we like to always bring up? To if throw they were the asking him to throw the 40, 40 and 50 times a game. Yeah, it'd be different. Like, that's. Certainly would have. I we, bet you if we go back and look at it, I bet you Andrew Luck now. wasn't throwing the ball that's that what much I'm trying, his, like, his rookie That's the year. context that we yeah. lose sight of. I'm like, we're not, at, we're not talking about 20 to 30 throws a game. Even when we bring up Russell Wilson. It was 20 to 30 throws a game. Give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Let the defense lead the way. Not 40 to 50. That's true. That's a big difference, man. That's true. It it absolutely is. And that is, again, it's the the short-term pain for hopefully the long-term gain. Because if Mitch Trubisky starts, maybe you win last night. Maybe you win 19 to 16, 17 to 16, 21 to 16, 20 to 16, something like that, right? But long-term... If Kenny is going to be the guy, if he's going to be the eight to replace seven, if he's going to be here for the next 15 or so years, this is just reality. This is what you have to live with right now. There's going to be encouraging moments, like like Pickens in the corner of the end zone, like the fourth down conversion to, to, to Fryermuth, like 18 second half first downs. But there's also going to be two back-breaking interceptions at, at, at moments down the stretch. There's going to be some times where you say, oh, man, you know, maybe Kenny should have pulled that down and ran and just gotten the first down and taken what the mm-hmm. defense gives to him. These are the growing pains of a rookie in general, like you said, but particularly a quarterback in the National Football League. It's a part of it, man. It's it, a part it, of it just happens. So we've got a lot of tweets rolling in here so far. We know you guys, uh, you have your opinions. you got your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions. We'll get to those on the other side. On Twitter is where you get at us, at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. Duh. Bye.
And we uh, about a half an hour from now, we'll catch up with our buddy Chris Carter as well, too. Plenty on the table here on a Monday. We roll along when we return. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.